This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr. And today I'm joined by Pam Seiler and Cam Ehlers Kwiatkowski. I should know that. I should be able to roll that off my tongue as a, as a local. I've been saying that name all my life and I screwed it up here. But we're going to go with this bad introduction because this is take 31 of my attempt to introduce this podcast. But Pam Seiler, the executive director of Destination Sturgeon Bay and Cam Ehlers Kwiatkowski, the new executive director of Destination Sturgeon Bay. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Double trouble here this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And for Pam, it's welcome back. For Cam, it's welcome for the first time. And welcome back to Door County. How's it feel to be back in the county, Cam? It feels great. You know, what a wonderful time to be back in Door County and Sturgeon Bay specifically. It's fall right now and it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, for the last couple of years, my husband Nick and I haven't been able to enjoy fall in Door County, one of our favorite times. But it's it's just great to be back and uh, introduce our four-month-old Lucy to Door County as well. <laughs> we got a new, a new young resident. That's what everybody in Door County likes to see as people come back with their kids. Cam and Pam, I wanted you guys both on the podcast in part to introduce Cam to the the peninsula for those who don't know her already. And then Pam, to talk a little bit about your tenure. I think you've been the executive director there for seven years at Destination Sturgeon Bay. There's been a lot of change in those seven years. Sturgeon Bay has evolved a lot. So I think having a little perspective and then um, having a a little look to the future and and what what you're going through in your reintegration into Door County. I've been there before where I I left and came back, and so many of my friends in in my age group are looking to come back. I can't count you in my age group because I'm much older than you, Cam. Um, but you came back a little sooner than most of my my group cohort does. But so, what of those? What's it like? What was your decision making process to make the move back? And maybe start that by just giving people a little background on where you grew up and and your ties to Door County. Sure. So I was born and raised right in Sturgeon Bay on the west side and uh, attended Sturgeon Bay High School as well throughout my high school career. And it it was fantastic. I I loved the community. I loved the small town feel. And those small class sizes were were (laughs) so amazing too. the teacher relationships. I just had really fond memories growing up here. And then I attended UW-Madison. And after that, got into teaching for a little while as well. But every time time, and, and my husband and I say this, every time we came back to Door County or Surgeon Bay, we always called it home. It was mm-hmm. one of those things we always referenced. We're going home for the weekend or we're going home to see our friends. It, it never it never changed. It, it, it was always our home base. And so for the last six years, we've been in central Wisconsin, living in Wisconsin Rapids. And I started up the Visitors Bureau Visit Rome in 2018 for the town of Rome. My husband worked at Sand Valley golf resort and because that resort started blossoming it's a that, decent little putt-putt course right <laughs> just it, yeah a putt-putt course or it's got two full 18s and a 17 hole par three course and um, is one of the best new courses in the country correct it is it's absolutely amazing if you're ever in the area you've definitely got to check it out rolling sand dunes and it definitely doesn't feel like you're in wisconsin it's hmm. it's a beautiful beautiful spot but because that resort was blossoming that in turn created room tax to fund our Visit Rome Visitors Bureau. And so I started that up there in 2018. So you literally started that 
organization? From the ground up, yeah. Wow. It, it became a nonprofit in February, and I was brought on board in June. And yeah, policies and procedures, financials, uh, set it up from the ground up. Had Sounds a, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun, a little bit stressful, but you know, it really got to teach me each facet of the industry. And I really got some great experience through, through that opportunity with a very supportive board of directors. And you know, it, it was a great opportunity, but I got a LinkedIn message from Miss Pam Seiler here when Lucy was two weeks old. And to Pam's defense, she said that she did not know Lucy was in the picture. So she wasn't <laughs> trying to recruit me back. But uh, Pam had messaged me on LinkedIn, just sharing the opportunity that she was going to be retiring. And if I had any interest at all in coming back to potentially throw my hat in the ring. And, and so I applied, I submitted my resume and well, hold on a second. Like when you hear that news, yeah. um, I'm wondering if your experience is similar to mine or a lot of people where you move away and there are some people who move away are like, are always saying I'm coming back one day. And then there are some people who move away and are like, I am never going back. And when I moved away, it wasn't like I'm never going back because I was upset or had a, a bad impression of Door County. I was just like, thought I was moving on and mm -hmm. I love the city and all those things. I didn't intend to boomerang like mm -hmm. so many people do. And then the opportunity came back to be a part of the pulse on a higher level than I ever was. And that intrigued me. And then, you know, I'm, you're going through these different processes of like, what's the next life stage? Do I buy a, do I buy a house in the city? Mm -hmm. Can I buy a house? Can I raise a kid here? That kind of thing. So for you, when you heard this, was this like a no, 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 that's not realistic? Or was it, yes, let's make this happen? It was definitely a very similar story to yours. Uh, Nick, my husband, and I honestly had not talked about moving back to Door County prior to Lucy. And, you know, after college, you want to spread your wings. You want to get some experience. You want to, you know, see what's out there. But I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Door County is so special and Sturgeon Bay is so special and doing so many great things. The opportunity to come back and be part of that in this capacity, it was just something that, you know, I hadn't even thought about. But once presented with the idea, my husband Nick's like, well, you're going to apply, right? And I'm like, <laughs> wait, we've never talked about moving back to Door County. What are you talking about? But honestly, I'm a big believer in timing and it, it just the timing was right and things worked out and it, it just is the perfect, perfect journey to be coming back. So yours was definitely similar to mine in that when I went to my, I did not expect to, her to be interested in, in coming up here. She loves it up here, but I just didn't yeah. think that was what we would do. Mm -hmm. And, but I said, Hey, full disclosure, not that I'm trying to push you to do this. I'm not trying to drag you back to door County or anything. Your, your mother would kill me. Um, <laughs> but I do have an opportunity to go back there and I just, you should know it. And, mm -hmm. You know, that's just something that's in my head. Mm -hmm. She goes, hmm. And then she just goes on Zillow and starts looking at houses. And because we were in that process and she's like, wow, you can get a lot more house up there than you can in the city. So as, as expensive as Door County is and the housing problem is, right. is yes. real and it's, it's mm -hmm. difficult, but it compared to what we were looking at, we're like, wow, we can actually do some things. And I always thought, think of those kind of moves as much more permanent. And, mm -hmm. and as I'm like hemming and hawing and all this stuff and she goes, you know, if we do it and it doesn't work, we just move again. <laughs> She's just much more, yeah. I don't know, confident that's, than mm -hmm. I was. So I'm like, oh, that makes it easier. And yeah. that's what, and you can. And like Absolutely. people always said when I left, like Door County will always be here for you. Go mm -hmm. do what you need to do and come back. But Pam, let's turn it over to you a little bit here. So you had decided to retire. So take me a little bit through that. And then also like what made you reach out 
to cam and think, you know, because when you have a job like that for that long, you're probably you're taking ownership in that next person who takes that job. You want to hand it off and continue success. So why did what made you go, hey, Cam, why don't you check out this opportunity? Well, I think that that is one of the most important things about when you are leaving an organization that you want to turn it over to a person that you know will take it to the next level. Because again, you are, you know, you are moving along, you are on this great trajectory. I feel like Sturgeon Bay is just heading in all the right directions right now with all the right people in the right places. And you want to continue that. Um, So, you know, I'm a big believer, as Cam said, about timing and divine intervention, and sometimes about there's somebody out there who needs you as much as you need them. Hmm. So we did all the traditional type you know, postings, and we listed it in all the regular places and in the tourism industry. But then Cameron came to mind because back in 2019, I think it was, where you were um, awarded the Governor's Rising Star Award. Ooh, at the state yeah, tourism I see your conference, crown on right now. That's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, she wears it at the office all She's the time. Very humble. It's very cool mm-hmm, to have this royalty among us, and and you know that somebody else saw this great trajectory in her and saying, "Hey, you know what? She's going to do great things in tourism." So, just again had no other contact with her beyond the fact that I said, I'm going to contact her on LinkedIn and just see. And, and literally it was, I think within an hour that you called me and said, Hey, I think I might be interested. So I thought that was a good sign. (laughs) And you've worked with a couple of great uh, assistants over the years, but they just not interested in Correct. Right. Exactly. And we had talked about that internally and Carly, you know, who is our marketing and events director right now. um, We talked to her and said, Hey, is this something that you're going to be interested in? And very frankly, it was something that she thought about for a little bit, but she said, it's just not going to take me to where I eventually want to be. So she, you know, bowed out and said, please go, go forward and find find our next leader. All right. And so you mentioned, you know, done a lot of work, had a success. You want to hand it over and continue that. Sturgeon Bay has not been always an easy place to sell the idea of tourism, right? There's, I would, I always tell people like Sturgeon Bay is going through what some communities in Northern Door and people forget this, but in the mid eighties and even in the seventies, even into the mid nineties, like Northern Door was fighting this transition from rural farm community to, and you know, tourism had been here for a long time, but really like, Hey, tourism is what we have. Here's, here's what we're going to go after that. Like, Sister Bay was still kind of a working man's town in the 80s even. Mm-hmm. So that transition happened then. And that acceptance of the arts, like building the Door Community Auditorium in, in Fish Creek, there was this big fight about whether the arts were valuable. You can't even imagine that conversation taking place today in Northern Door County. Right. Sturgeon Bay over the last 10 years, you, you've you stepped into that position just as I feel, and maybe your opinion is different, but like that conversation is happening now in terms of how do we blend our manufacturing and an industrial roots with a new effort to attract tourism and how do those things meld together? Is Mm -hmm. that fair? Oh, absolutely. And I think that there's one of the things that's the best part about our organization is that we have a seat at the table with our city officials um, and with Door County Economic Development. And so between the three of us, I always reference it as a three-legged stool. You know, one doesn't work without the other. I think one of the things that people fail to recognize about the importance of tourism and the work that we do, whether it be the activities, ongoing activities or the events or our work like with projects like the Graham Park as an example, um, is the fact that 
while these things may be a benefit to those that are visiting here, they are absolutely 100% a benefit to our residents and to the manufacturers and our educators and the hospital, as an example. They're recruiting people to come here. And we are in an era where people can work wherever they want. Mm. So we have to make it a place that people want to live. And so what is it that makes it, you know, that way? I think it's the things that we do. It's, you know, the city beautification programs. And again, it's, the, you know, the grand parks of the world. And it's the events that go on that, that create that energy. And that's what people see. And they're like, you know what? I want to live there. I want to be part of that. I want to raise my family there. But, you know, if you don't have those things going on, then people don't move there. And then you don't have the workforce. So, you know, it's, it's a trickle down. We yes. all know that. I'm so glad you touched on that because I was actually just having lunch yesterday with a, a couple of old guys that I have lunch with every once in a while. And they talk my about- My age? Like old? Or? <laughs> older. Sure. <laughs> right? My, my wife always says like, Miles, your wheelhouse is like 75 to 90. Like those are your super fans. Those are your people. Um, but so yeah, that's who I was having lunch with, which I love. And they were talking about how, you know, the evolution of Sister Bay as we were sitting at the boathouse and looking at the traffic. And one of them used to have a house there and now lives down in like the middle of Door County. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how, yeah, it's just so busy. I don't know if I would really be able to handle as busy as it is now. But then we were, I was like, yes, it, it is busy. And all like a lot of people look at like those investments and they look at the community associations as all tourism focus. It's all about bringing more people here. And every event is about bringing more people here. And then I pointed out, like, first of all, with the events, like, I grew up going to Pumpkin Patch. It was the thing we looked forward to all year as a little kid in Egg Harbor. Yeah. The fireworks are the things you look forward to as a kid who lives here. But every day I pick my kid up from daycare and probably a couple days a week, my wife and I park in town, bump out the pop, pop yeah. out the stroller and we'll do a lap around the waterfront. Yeah. And 13 years ago, we couldn't do that. That was all private property. And so that those walks we do and the concerts in the park that are held down mm-hmm. in Sister Bay. Those are, you walk, you walk around there and you just see a ton of local families enjoying it. So yes, tourists flock to those things and it makes mm-hmm. us a more popular destination. Tourists go to Grand Park. A couple weeks ago, I was down at Grand Park emceeing the walk to end Alzheimer's. Right. And yeah, that may, may draw tourists there, but it's also a place where locals can gather and do things like that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, we often lose sight as like, it's tourists or it's local. And as it's- if we don't blend together and if Everybody here wasn't a tourist at one point, you know, unless you're talking to the Sequest. But uh, but I guess there are some Menominee Indians who would call the Sequest tourists, too. You know, so we're all tourists at one point and they're not like separate things. So I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I went on this diatribe there. But you made it. I just like that point is so important to get across. It's like we can't these things that benefit visitors benefit us too. Well, absolutely. And, you know, to to your point of walking along the waterfronts, you know, we have invested with the city, the infrastructure that allows that public access along Sturgeon Bay's waterfront. I mean, we we have, what is it, 3.2 miles of waterfront right in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is all public. And growing light. up, you'd never know that. No, of course not. And it was all it shipyards. Wasn't accessible. Well, of course not. Absolutely. And so, you know what, out of this development, you know, comes some good things like that. And it does open it up. And we see more people, I swear to goodness, you know, walking every day. You know, it's a healthy lifestyle. And we're really promoting that walkable Sturgeon Bay so that people can appreciate and engage and, you know, enjoy all of this beautiful waterfront that we have in Sturgeon Bay, all those natural amenities. So Cam, you, you're coming back and you have to promote those things, but I'm curious your take on this too, as a young adult, new parent looking at Door County and moving back here, you came here for the job, but as you said, you also come here because it's home. You used to work at the Mission Grill 
mm-hmm. uh, back in your teenage years. That's when I first met you. And you saw Sister Bay back then and what it is now and Sturgeon Bay back then and what it is now. I'm curious, did the improvements and the changes that have happened in these 10 or 12 years since you were a high school student working up here, is that does that help draw you back? Oh, absolutely. And I think that was one of the biggest draws, you know, in thinking about coming back is, you know, you get used to some of those amenities that you have in some of those other cities. I mean, I went to school in Madison, so, you know, everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. And breweries and we love sushi, you know, nothing like that was those amenities weren't here when I was growing up. And so especially the walkable downtown districts, both both the east and the west waterfronts now and the development, especially on the west waterfront. I mean, even growing up on that side of the bridge, nothing nothing along those lines were there when when I was growing up so it's definitely the same community that I grew up in but just a better version in my mind and to be part of that growth that's been taking place it's it's just been super exciting yeah I would say like those, those are just great points and like as we think about attracting people back all the people in my cohort that left 10 12 years ago and when I was in high school nobody talked about coming back here and now mm-hmm. when you talk to high school students mm-hmm. even kids in high school they're like well one day I'd like to live here Absolutely. Nobody said that when I was in high school. <laughs> Nobody was talking about living here. I mean, maybe a small percentage, you know, mm-hmm. but now everyone is, they come back and visit and they say, oh, wow, that was a good restaurant. Or, mm-hmm. oh, we went and got a beer at this beer garden. Like there were no beer gardens right. seven years ago. It didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. And, and some people complain about it, but it's also what makes it more fun to live here. Like walking down the street and seeing people outside mm-hmm. enjoying themselves for so mm-hmm. much more of the year now, it makes it feel more alive than it did in say November of 2003, looking down the street from Husby to the Bull and just seeing a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those amenities make a big difference in what you get to sell as a promoter, but also mm-hmm. in what you get to live in. Absolutely. And one of the other really amazing things that Destination Sturgeon Bay did all through the pandemic was how flexible your organization was and the things that Pam and the team did just to make both the visitor and the community member feel safe has been amazing. You know, Walkable Sturgeon Bay, what Pam had talked about, but also, you know, the Harmony by the Bay concert series. We've got a Simon Scavenger hunt going on right now for thrills and chills that we've got to, you know, celebrate the Halloween season. And then we're really excited about unwrapping Sturgeon Bay and Christmas by the Bay. All of these things were implemented during COVID and we're continuing them, which I think is so exciting. And, you know, that community piece that Pam was speaking about, seeing folks come out from the community also our visitors because you know that's main focus but the community members that come out and participated in those events and the joy that they found from that I mean it it makes the job so worth it so I'm I'm super excited about those things that we've got coming down the pipeline and continuing those traditions that started during the pandemic but you know those are the silver linings that we saw during COVID. Well Pam let's let's talk about COVID. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our, our favorite Do we topic. have to? <laughs> we, we talked about it so much as we were just trying to, not even for stories or interviews, just figuring out what we all had to do to, right. to help the community and what do, what was next, right. you know, every day throughout that. But what Cam just talked about with some of those things that we learned and how much, how much of that will stick now and made us break down walls that it had taken years, you know, things like opening up the street for events mm-hmm. or changing parking requirements or changing outdoor seating requirements, which just two years ago, it would have just been a hard no, like you can't do that. Like this is our rule and this is, this is what we're sticking to. And now COVID kind of forced us to experiment and try different things. I mean, 
talk about what you've learned in Sturgeon Bay. Well, I think to that point, primarily, I mean, our city officials were so willing to work with us in ways to make those things happen. You know, we talk about um, cafe permits, which were, you know, where people could put out tables and chairs onto their sidewalks, you know, mm-hmm. whether they were a dining establishment or not, you know, to get people, you know, give them opportunities, places to sit. You know, they took fees that were in place and they, you know, they waived those fees for, you know, last year and this year just to make sure that, again, these businesses we're going to be here in the future because let's face it we there was so much uncertainty nobody knew I think and, we all thought we were going to lose a lot of businesses for good. Oh my goodness, absolutely. And it, it you know it was panicking. I mean, we all we all were really really concerned about what was going to, you know, potentially be happening. You know, was it going to be a year where we were going to now have to bounce back and try to figure out how to get people into those empty storefronts? You know, how do we keep those businesses going? You know, how can we support them with their online shopping? Those people who, you know, quickly were getting websites together. I think that the county as a whole did a, such a great job in supporting their businesses and their community members where you know the overused word of pivoting we took every ounce of energy that we had and we shifted it from that visitor to our businesses and to our community members and we said we know that our visitors will support us we ask them to be patient with us as we're trying to figure this out but we know that they'll come back and I mean we saw that I think one of the things that I get still teary about is, you know, we reached out to all of our social media followers and we said, hey, you know, send us pictures of of your memories in Sturgeon Bay and what makes you happy about coming here. And we put it together in a video. (laughs) And it was just it made you feel like this is why we do what we do. We are part of everyone else's memory making. And they go home and they look at these pictures and, you know, this is their one vacation a year maybe. And, you know, and you get to be part of that and mm-hmm. you, you know, give them something to look forward to. And so they sat there and they shared all of those pictures with us and we got to, you know, look at their memories and we said, you know, what, you'll be back and, hmm. and thank you for being here for us while we're waiting. Yeah, that's a that's a great point and a great takeaway from that era too. It's just like what Door County means to people. I remember writing something about that. Like it's more of a compliment than anything. Like I remember when people were saying, nobody come here, nobody, how dare you? And people were getting angry and just like being really mean about it. And yes, I understood the frustration and the, the fear that everybody had. But at the same time, there's a, you know, let's not approach it from like, screw you, stay away. We should value that we have created a community that people want to be a part of and that they care about in like the most scary time of their lives. This is our community is the one they they were drawn to. That's a huge compliment and a bit of a weight to bear too. But it's 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 a really cool thing to think about it when you when you kind of change your way of thinking. You know, and they and they so wanted to be part of that and they so wanted to be supportive. And you know, and we reached out and we said, you know, and help us out. They gave them, money. Exactly. All those non residents gave oh my tons goodness. of money to help this area. So much money to the Dorkham Community Foundation for the fund that they had set up. And people went online and they bought the gift cards that we asked them to do. And they left the Google reviews and the Yelp reviews and all of the things, you know, that we said, hey, you know, maybe you can't support us financially, but you know, help to support these businesses now because they'll be looking for that later. It was an amazing time to see that and and very frankly we know that Dork County was basically made for a pandemic if I yeah. can say that you know right. it was we have all of this beautiful wide open spaces you know and people felt comfortable using those natural resources and walking the trails and kayaking and biking and doing all of those things that you know they felt safe doing um, that maybe they couldn't do at home so I think that that was also part of Dork County's saving grace during this. 
Yeah, absolutely. I always told people, I'm like, there can't be more than five places in the world better to wait this thing out than a place where you can wake up and, okay, we can get together in an orchard. We can get together right. in a field. Right. We don't have, like, I have a sister in Los Angeles who basically spent a, a year holed up in a one bedroom apartment with their husband and baby, you know, like right. in a very densely populated area. So we're just so fortunate. Even in those scary times, it's like, hey, back off and look what mm-hmm. you look what you have here. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the reasons too, why we're seeing more and more of these people look at Door County and Sturgeon Bay specifically in our case, um, as a place to relocate, because, you know, we have found out that you can work remotely, right? Regardless of I've what you a couple of friends who've relocated. For I was that just going to say, alone. yeah. And regardless of what your boss told you back in the day, right. And you know, <laughs> now we're all thinking about it differently. Well, one month uh, <laughs> before COVID hit, I was on a, a sister Bay village committee and we were being told that you cannot possibly have a meeting with somebody coming in remotely. It's not doable. We cannot do it. We can't legally do it. There's no way that would work. And this is like a little ad hoc committee that has no power, you know? And one month later it's like, this will be Zoom only. We will all like, it's just like, until you get the shock of it, that's how you find out what you can do. It's just like right. when, when we put on events, you go, oh, bad weather, we could never do it. And then the bad weather hits and you go, we gotta figure out a way to do it. That's right, and and we do. And like, I think if, and, and this is not to minimize, this is like a, a very fortunate way of looking at it, right? Like we have this space. We didn't have the death toll that other places had. We didn't have the, the, the number of cases and hospitalizations that other people had. So I don't want to say this in a way that seems like it minimalizes the 700,000 people who have died and all those people who were hospitalized and all the, these other areas that didn't get to actually kind of thrive through COVID. But in many ways, it will make our community better, I think, in the long term, because it makes you evaluate what's possible. It shocks you. It makes restaurants go that never thought they could do outdoor dining, figured out how to do it, that never thought they could staff a certain way, found out a way to make it operate that way. It made hotels figure out new ways to do their operations. That made, you know, my, my dad does continental breakfast at his hotel that he gets up at 6 a.m. and cooks every day. And then the people come in and get it in the lobby. Well, during COVID, he had to still offer it, but he would cook it and deliver it to each room. Mm-hmm. And people like that more, you know? So right. he's never done that before. It's more work for him and he's 80. I'm like, dad, you gotta get out of this. But like, <laughs> he found this new cool way to do it. And right. so many little things and big things that people have found to, to operate. And or like, I'm on boards that now we can have people who can be board members from Milwaukee because they can still attend and be full participants and zoom in six times a year. Right, right, absolutely. I think that we've all figured out ways to do more and to be better. That is the mantra that sits on our whiteboard in our boardroom. Cam sees it. She hears me talk ad nauseum about it. But I I truly do believe that there are always opportunities to do more and to be better. In your seven years, what do you look at as like the big things that you think will have a lasting impact that your team at SPVC or the city as a whole has done in that time? Oh, there's so many. Go ahead and list them all. I'm I'm giving you an open open mic here. Here we go. Well, first of all, I think that the collaboration between, again, the city of Sturgeon Bay, Destination Sturgeon Bay, and Door County Economic Development has been outstanding. I think the fact that everyone recognizes the fact that we are better together and we are better working together rather than in separate silos. We get so much more accomplished. We keep moving forward. You know, and that was one of the things that during COVID I was most proud of is the fact that, you know, we didn't stop. We did literally just keep moving forward with plans. The city kept moving forward so that when we were able to come out on the other side, we had everything ready to go and we didn't miss a beat. Mm. And I think that that is really shown this year, as you can see, like 
Cameron mentioned, you know, West Waterfront is moving along, you know, Grand Park is almost finished. You know, we have art appearing um, in Sturgeon Bay now at the, the Arts Committee has come back to life in the city. So these are all things that were happening, but we didn't stop. And we just kept meeting, we kept having those discussions, how can we make this happen, you know, while certainly addressing the COVID issues, but knowing that there was going to be another side to the story. And as listeners of this podcast know, it wasn't always smooth sailing in Sturgeon Bay through this process. You're trying to get major changes done and promote tourism at a time when there's a big fight over the West Waterfront. There's fights over a lot of different things in the city. But right. it's been remarkable to see like the focus and still move through that and still be making progress and not just get kind of fed up and and throw your arms up. And, I, and it looks like the city, hopefully, coming yeah. out the other side of all those oh, things. Oh, a- absolutely. And I, I would say to that, I mean, the discussion has to happen. I mean, and you have to have that input. And it's good to have all of that because you do end up with a better product in the end, um, as long as everyone feels as though they're being heard. So I think that that's one of the things that, you know, the wayfinding program that started back in 2009 with God bless those people who, you know, <laughs> It's made it through. Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. You know what? You make it through and you get all this stuff planned and then the plan gets shelved because there's not enough money to make it happen. And it's, you know, you get discouraged, but you know, lo and behold, here we are, you know, 12 years later. And, um, and we finally have the wayfinding program in place, which is being finished up just this week as a matter of fact. Well, and you guys also made it through the, the biggest controversy of the last decade in Door County, which was the roundabouts. Oh, yes, that's true. I'm going to tell you. Remember when that was a huge deal? (laughs) How will we ever survive roundabouts? It was bigger than COVID (laughs) for some people. Hey, and remember, I enjoyed that discussion because I kept telling people that, you know what, the roundabouts are scary and you shouldn't take them. You should go through Sturgeon Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Roundabout detour. That's right. Absolutely. No one should go that way. Absolutely not. (laughs) New promotion. Uh, Note that for the repulse. Um, (laughs) Hey, you know. You know, one of the things that, Uh, and I've said this before, but, you know, when people look at these business associations and these tourism associations for the little towns, I know that looking at social and when people talk about tourism or they talk about room tax, they say, and even some of the village boards talk about them like, why do we need more marketing? That's all like, Mm -hmm. we we can't just market, market, market. What it seems like some places and some people don't realize is that's, I would say it's a relatively small part of what you do in in many ways, at, at least the way that you and, and Louise Housen approach your job, Louise and Sister Bay, you and Surgeon Bay, you're at all those parks committee meetings. You're at these plan commission meetings. You're at the village or, or city hall meetings. You're coordinating with Door County Economic Development and Destination Door County. And sorry, Cam, if this just scares the heck out of you as I list all this, that's <laughs> the expectation say, for you now. She's still but, sitting. She hasn't gone <laughs> for the door. Good news. Um, but those are a big part of what it is, is finding out and keeping in tune and making sure that there's a voice at the table for other aspects of it, not just letting the, the municipality make decisions and then you just deal with them, but be part of those discussions, be part of that collaboration. Right. And and I, I again, go back to, you know, thanking our city council and the mayor and Josh Van Leeshout, our city administrator, you know, for inviting us to the table to have those discussions and understanding the importance of the work that we do. And like you said, Miles, it is not always, you know, it's not just about the marketing and trying to get people here and getting people into Sturgeon Bay. We know that once they get here, they fall in love with Sturgeon Bay. We're not holding them captive here. We want them to go and visit the rest of the county. You know, it's, we know that there's so much to see and do that, frankly, we need them to say, oh my gosh, I didn't even hit a tenth of what I could have done while I was here. We need to come back. Right. You know, that's the attitude that we should all have. I think that in the past, there was a little bit of that, you know, oh no, keep them here, keep them in town, you know, yeah. don't send them anywhere else. Parochialism, and, right. very much. 
and and yes, and I think that we all up and down the peninsula, all of our communities are saying, hey, no, make sure that you go and you see, you know, something in Fish Creek or that you go over to Bailey's Harbor and, you know, you, you know, hit one of the breweries over there because I think that you'll like that. We have to understand that the better the experience for the visitor and our guests and our residents, for that matter, the more likely they are to be a return customer. Right. You know, we're in a time of travel. People like to travel. Our newer, you know, visitors um, like to go to lots of different places. So how do we get them to have that same feeling about wanting to return to a place that they've already been? And I think that that's one of the things that we have to look forward to in the future. And, and very frankly, I mean, I think that the whole, I mean, team tourism here in Door County going forward, They've got a lot to look forward to, and I'm just a little bit jealous. I'm not going <laughs> to lie about all the good things that are to come. Well, don't worry. Well, I'm going to rope you into volunteering and a ton of different things that I need. You or know, maybe even you, pay you, you once know, in a while. You know I know how to do garbage. That's like my, my thing in events. That's the so, main yes, thing that yeah. you can take away from your seven years. And, that's and right. Your, and I your am, time at the volunteer center is like garbage removal. I am the best garbage remover ever. That's right. <laughs> well, Cam, does, does that kind of background and that kind of the stage that has been set for that position... Does that scare the crap out of you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was actually thinking back to right when I accepted the position and our first interview that we talked about. And you asked me about Pam and, and taking her place. And that was one of the things that excited me most about it is the relationship that, you know, the city and economic development plays with tourism. You know, in the town of Rome, that didn't exist, unfortunately. Mm. And we didn't have that close of a relationship. And quite frankly, it was tough to get stuff done and not saying that things are sunshine and roses and super easy, but it makes it a lot easier when you have those relationships in place with, you know, the mayor and the city administrator and economic development that, you know, if you need to get something done, you've got a team of people that are there to support you. And that's the biggest thing that Pam has done. And the biggest difference that I see here at Destination Sturgeon Bay is the strong relationship that we have moving forward. And that really excites me. I, it, it is a little scary because there is a lot of different relationships and, you know, it takes a lot of work, but it, it's worth it in the end. And Pam, you can, you can tell the passion she has for Surgeon Bay and for her community. And that I think in part comes from raising kids there. And then, you know, prior to being at Destination Surgeon Bay, you were the director of the Volunteer Center of Door County. And, you know, you're going to be in, intertwined with so many different organizations that way. And now you're coming back to your hometown. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you don't have blinders on you. You worked in the, the restaurant industry. You know a little bit of how people and especially younger people in mm -hmm. that industry think and, and look at the tourism industry and look at the county and the needs we have. So, you know, I would say that it's not just to uh, not to just be total boosterism here, but like I think it's a great <laughs> hire to bring someone back who has that perspective. And I think certainly was fortunate, Pam, to have that perspective before as well versus, mm -hmm. you know, we bring in outside people and that's great. And it's great to have those other eyes. But sometimes mm -hmm. it is also great to have some some people with that like holistic understanding of mm -hmm. what you do. So. Absolutely. And and it's been fun for me the last couple of weeks, you know, meeting different individuals from our different business organizations, our members, and some of those members, it's the same exact people that were here when I was growing up. And then there's some <laughs> new members that are from a younger generation, you know, kids that I graduated from high school with that are back and that are here. And so forging relationships with those people that, you know, I knew from, from way back when growing up and then meeting meeting our new business owners too and, and beginning new relationships as well. But but no, it's it's super special and, and it doesn't hurt to have those local ties. 
Well, Cam, this was your, your easy fluff interview. One month from now, I'll be calling you about why haven't you fixed everything yet? So, what I have to look forward to. And then, and then you can start by, by January. Once you take the full reins, when Pam's totally gone, we can start going through the files and find out all the, the dirty secrets that, that Pam had been hiding and, and why she's secretly sneaking out the side door. So many files. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. Cam, best of luck in this new role and welcome back to Door County. And Pam, Thank you for everything you've done and for working with us so well at the Pulse and, and events and everything over the well, years. Well, thank you for being our partner all the way through. And I mean that. I mean, you guys have been fabulous to work with. And, and we know that we have partners in you just as same way as we do with our city officials. So thank you. How much longer can people, should I give out your cell phone number so people can bug you for the last yes. couple well, months? Well, can I tell you something? My cell phone has been my cell phone throughout. So they already have it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm there until probably mid-December. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, this trip down memory lane. Sturgeon Bay local memory lane. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.